the Tuesday edition of Trending Issues right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. My name is Jude in Nobime and we're right here once again. Esigon is in the house. Good morning. Greetings. Father Leo is in the house as well. Good morning, Padre. Hi, hi. Great. Uh, good to see you. And uh, you're looking not Kasuke this morning. It's uh... <laughs> <Yes>, 3.6 million. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Okay. All right, we're actually going to start off right now from Ondo State. Well, before we continue, just to remind you that uh, you can listen to this program via podcast. Past episodes of Trending Issues is right on there. All you have to do is go over to um, any platform you get to download or listen uh, to your podcast and uh, search Futarido Podcast. Uh, You'd get a chance to listen to past episodes of this program. Okay, we're actually starting off from Ondo State, like I did mention. Uh, A big one, actually... Uh, talking about the closure of five stores in the state, popular stores, I mean, uh, right around the city capital, Akure. And this became necessary after it was discovered by the management authority of the um, the waste management in the state that um, the environment of these stores were unhygienic and that necessitated the closure of these stores after getting a court injunction, uh, which is something that you should really give the state kudos for, I mean, going through due process before carrying out these actions. Um, Esigon. Well, as um, interesting as that may sound, I'm going to completely and totally veer off and not uh, celebrate this move in any way, um, in as much as, yes, uh, we see the government uh, in the area of uh, coming out strong and all that, uh, bringing up the punitive measures, they are going according to the law. But beyond that is, let us go back history lane and uh, find out, you know, how we got to this point. Because we need to know that a failure in a system, now, yes, two wrongs cannot make a right. That is that is that is the truth. Thank you for now, mentioning that. Uh, because uh, this happened does not seriously mean that that other thing should happen. If you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we cannot deny the fact that it's because this happened that that other thing is happening. Hmm. You understand? It, I, I, that is when you create an environment for possibility of these things happening, then you shouldn't be surprised when things like this happen. Hmm. Now, what am I saying? I will still refer back to years back. Even in the Agagu era, we did not hear of such things like, um, um, how do I put it? Um, Clean up As in, we didn't hear of such incidents happening where we had people dumping stuff on the major streets, even in Agagu era. You understand? In fact, as as I mean, as far back as I, I can remember, because I, effectively I came into Ondo State in 1994. Effectively into Ondo State 1994, and I've seen this city, you know, evolve. Now, I will also recount that I was in this city around in the 1980s as well. So don't let anybody take that aspect out of my stay in this city. <laughs> <laughs> because I was here during uh, the uh, Omobori Saga and all the rest of them witnessed it, you know, firsthand and all that. Witnessed the war against the discipline era of Buhari, you understand? In, 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 in Yes, as, mm-hmm. as a military uh, head of state, head of state head of and state. all that. And 
we saw what what it was like uh, before Buhari, and then when war against the discipline was introduced, for instance. Now, that was a military era. Uh, at that point in time, we, we, we found uh, goats, uh, chickens, and dogs just trained. And when Buhari came in, we had war against the discipline, and then we found them arresting stray goats and stray dogs and all of that. Chickens. So you go to the police station to go and build your animal. Everyone was forced to house and domesticate the animals or find a place to do it. Everyone was kind of forced to buy these beans. It used to be um, a silver color, you know, that then okay. you put it in front of your house so that mm-hmm. when they are passing, they will see it in front of your house. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what that. So everyone was forced to do that at that point in time. But then, of course, when the government of Bari was toppled and then things changed and, you know. So the thing is, it's just like when the time of Israel, when they had a king, they behaved or they had a judge they behaved when there was no judge or no law they did as they as they liked but we now evolved to an era where we didn't have this waste issue then from there uh, after agago era we came into the mimico era where we won global awards you understand as in um apart from being recognized as one of the neatest cities in nigeria akure was given global recognition has been one of the neatest cities in the world. Interesting. At that point in time, there were many um, uh, op-eds and ads and others of them, you know, actually reflecting that. So we now come to this. And at that point in time, we had the likes of Arolo. We had the likes of um, these five, these five, um, uh, stores. stores that we're talking about, we had them in existence then. Uh, maybe the newest, the, the newest entrance in all of these five will be the one at uh, a Cathedral. That's the second area. Okay. That's the real challenge. That will be the newest, okay. so that people know that we too we try for this city. And what was happening? What? How were we managing waste then? Then. That now changed now. That not necessitated the state now having, you understand, to close down. You get my point. Okay. In in as in, I I I don't dig it, and for me that's a personal opinion because they have not handled the issue of waste management with a a a, a way that we can actually say oh you people are actually doing something innovative and something new as one that is working what they are doing is not working and it's 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 not appearing as if it is going to work and the, the sad part of it is that sometimes a lot of times when we talk we just do not talk based on hearsay we talk based on actual experience. I have had interactions with the with some of the staff of the private company that we had that they gave waste management uh, Contract. uh, contracts to another okay. rest of them. Okay. Because you for for a month, it, it, this is September now. They're supposed to come every week. This is fourteenth. They've not come to come and collect our waste. You understand for the past month all right in the first month they came once so we gather weeks of um, of waste where do you want us to put it 
Okay, the last time they now came and now started, and what happened? They said that uh, it's a, they did a down tooling, that no work, no pay. Now, what do you mean no work, no pay? And that government did not pay them. I'm like, okay, I don't get. Are you now telling me that the arrangement we had is, I mean, we have with the Waste Management Authority, I mean, or whatever, is that um, they are paying, the government is paying people to gather their waste. The people that were doing it before, were they paying themselves to do it or how were they doing it that you it get I, because i don't understand in those days by the time you come out around 5 a.m in the morning you will find yeah. sweepers on uh-huh. the streets and this this the street will be clean as in dustless but now i have rights on my street there i have a young man there that that is where he has started a business of sand parking because when floodwaters bring sand there, he will just wait for it to mount, he will pack it and sell it off. In trailer, which was, you understand, these Depressive. are things that uh-huh. were unheard of just a few years back. And then in a, a, we are saying, do something about it. All right. And then what we are hearing is you are sanctioning and taking Stores. people to court. All right. For what arrangement? It's not as if the arrangement we're talking about is transparent. Then you say that you are doing, um, what's the name? Uh, creating awareness. How are you creating awareness? How many radio stations have you visited with this message? That, oh, every radio station no, uh, from state government to, please help us push this. How many radio stations? How many TV stations? You understand? All right. And you know that people listen to TV, people listen, I mean, listen to radio a lot, people watch TV a lot, and they can get that information there. What, this sensation, uh, sensation thing that you say you're carrying out, how exactly are you doing it? Mm. So, the, see, All right. as far as waste management is concerned in Ondo State, and with what we are seeing, this government is not doing well at all. And that must be stated. Mm, that's a big one. Okay, uh, now, Father Leo, the managing or the general manager of the Waste Management Authority stated that they reached out to these stores and told them about doing the needful, uh, maybe provision of a bigger trash can to house the um, heap of uh, garbages on there. And that was pushed out there. The message was clear to them before if they it, took it. If it fills up, who will pick it up? Who <laughs> will, 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 will take it away? So, um, but, but I, I, I want to believe... That the management of these stores reached out to them or maybe had a conversation with them based on uh, some of the challenges that they may be having for not being able to take out the garbages, if at all, that conversation was had between these two parties. Now, but uh, don't you think that we can fault or do you think that we can fault the stores in any way? Well, with all due respect to those who are in charge of these responsibilities, I just have to say that for me, I have seen some of these things as just a way of covering up for their inadequacies. Let the truth be told. So are you telling me that now supermarket, the other one around the... Shalom. 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 Those who sell at Olukawa Day House, is it Arolo Bookshop or Arolo Bookshop? bookshop. Are you telling me that they are the ones who drop refuse all the way from roadblock to Elisha Garage Junction, the Aulet Junction, down to Undo Road, down to Arakale Road? Are they the ones who dump the refuse, the heap of refuse that brings out that brings uh, brings out a lot of odor around access, between Access Bank and Cathedral? Or the ones that they drop where all those people sell at Ojaoba there? 
Are they the ones? Do, are they the okay. ones who sell fruit? Let them close everywhere. Who sell tomatoes, rotten tomatoes that are dumped there? Are they the ones who sell them? Or down to the whole of Arakale area, down to Ondo Road area? I mean, I don't get it. Maybe there is something there that they are not telling the public, because I don't understand how these five places are constituting uh, nuisance or they are constituting to the to the to the deadliness. They are polluting. They are polluting the the environment. I am not. I'm, there is no nexus there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pick the connection, and I'm. I'm not seeing the connection, because anybody who can reason well. And who sees what is going on in Accra? Or are they the one who drop those refuse right at the junction of Ararami? That is always huge in that area. You see the heap or in front of Accra City Hall. So they bring the refuse all the way from now. And those boys or those their sales girls and sales boys would trek down to those places and, and drop them, them drop them at night and run away or what? I don't get it. It's not making any sense. It's not really, really sensible to me. Is that there is no logic there? Maybe the, the, whoever is in charge of the waste management of Fondoste needs to come out to clarify some of these issues, because it's been a long time we have been talking about this matter. Yes, I, I, I don't know whatever it may be the case. Okay. Yes, they said they have gone there to warn them or whatsoever. I am not saying they may not be contributing. But what I'm saying is that why do you have to make them the scapegoat when you have not even done your own work? Oh. I have said it here. See, as long as we continue to treat matters this way, this problem will never go away. Because what we do is that we treat the effect of a problem. We don't treat the cause of a problem. And I ask the question that I am yet to see either in words or by their actions that they are supposed to give us an answer to. When did we be, when did we start having the culture of dropping refuse on the streets? This was not happening during the last administration. So what changed between then and now? When did we start this culture? Or was it the case that during the last administration, we were recycling all these debts in our in our homes, and we were using them for something else. Was it the case that we didn't have we were not cooking in our homes, we we're not buying things in uh, our homes, and those things are not coming with wrappers and cartons and what have you, or food or food and fruits are not getting spoiled in our homes or in our in our various places of business? So there is something fundamentally wrong. All right, and p- p- personally. I think whoever are the people in charge of the Waste Management Authority of Ondo State, they need to be caught, to be questioned. If possible, they should be sanctioned. We've done that heavily. They are not doing their work. Let us say the fact. I've been complaining about it. Everybody has been talking about this matter. This, this thing is going to like one year, more than a year. I remember, you remember... Uh. It's been over a year. I don't want to say this. I don't. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to make it so clear because it it will be into getting into some personal issues on on the on the air. Because I remember when we started treating this issue was when we went to to somewhere in Akure, and I remember coming here the following day to say Akure is dirty, as in dirty. Yeah, we have found the culprits and we have dealt with them. And Akure, Akure is will still no longer be dirty now. Very dirty. Very, very dirty. We have used cutting jobs to deal with it. I am ashamed that I live in this state, in this in this city. I am very, very ashamed. If 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 those in places of authority, those who have been saddled with these responsibilities, if they are not seeing anything wrong with what is going on that now, then I want to believe that there is something wrong 
somewhere so, somewhere or with somebody because if everybody if people feel that what is going on in Accra in terms of hygiene the cleanliness of the city nice. is normal there, there is something wrong for God's sake this is a capital city some of us we travel out of Ondo State probably on a weekly basis and you see what goes on in other places especially their capital cities and you see a very vast difference that you get there, you are like, I wish this is happening in my in, 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 in my state. A place that was more or less like an icon of cleanliness that people could point to to say, okay, we are of good example. Now it has been the other way around. All right. So the question is, what has changed over the years? If you like, close all the shops in Accra. Are you going to tell the people who live in their house who still bring dirty, uh, the, the, the refuse out of their homes so to the main road? Are you going to close the homes too? And right. probably send all of us to a refugee camp or a camp where we know that, okay, nobody is living no, any longer in, in the city of Akure. All right. I think the state government, they need to rise. You see, but I thought they said they set up a committee the, committee. the other day. That's so what it. has been the committee do? What has the committee done? Like what somebody used to say somewhere that, see, if you want to, if you want to kill any idea... Set, set up, up a, a committee. committee. That idea will die. It will, it will, it will die before you <laughs> even think of. You be even think of doing anything. Okay. Just spring <laughs> into action. See. Okay. I have said it. One of the things we have to go about is the duty of the government. I am not saying the government is is responsible for all of this. The people too are responsible. Okay. I once gave an example here where I personally I was driving by. I had to stop someone who was dumping refuse. During rain, yeah, during mm-hmm. the rainfall in, in, in the drainage, mm-hmm. yes. See, the people to have their blame, but mm-hmm. when the government is not doing its responsibility, you don't make people to do the right thing, they will never do it. Set up a policy, bring out the things that are needed. For instance, every shop in Nakure provide a waste bin for them, let them buy. We are not saying you should give it for free. <laughs> I was going to ask at whose expense. <laughs> I right. where I live and where I work, I bought cans, big ones, that when we want to drop our refuse, that's where we drop them. And when these people come by, all they have to do is to empty it. That is the responsible way to go. Okay, make everybody do it. Not just every selected. house, every every shop, make them do it. But you will not do the needful. All you have to do is not to be transferring aggression so that people can say you are working. <laughs> okay. I mean, for some of us, that does not kujewa. Is is I don't see it as anything meaningful. Very in, quickly, in, before we raise this issue, now Esigon has got something to say concerning. Yeah, you see, uh, the thing is, the, the responsibility of the people cannot be left out. You see, I I enter cars, I see people finish drinking stuff, I want and to throw it off, and I stop them. I um come to a level where maybe I finish eating biscuit or taking pure water or whatever it is, I put it in my pocket until I find a trash can. So some of us have this culture already ingrained in us, but we don't have an environment that actually supports this thing that we are talking about because okay. ideally, there's supposed to be trash can everywhere. You understand? For people to use so that the first thing that comes to their mind after they are done with their biscuit is, oh, there's a trash can. So because, you, you, I mean, you can't tell me that you take people here and take them to maybe Ghana or US and then they go and start dumping things on, on the streets. The government won't 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 won't
then it fills up and then it overflows that is a problem so is it is it that okay are you now saying that I, I should I should get the trash can then when is it, then I should take it myself and go and dump it where hmm. is it you understand is it not your responsibility to take care of waste that means okay me I do my own I make sure that I gather my trash and I put it but then you come and pick it if you don't pick it mm-hmm. then what is going to happen to the trash mm-hmm. You get my point oh, yeah. because all these people now they say clinical, clinical. If they put uh, big dumpsters there, I still remember the time of uh, uh, Agagu a bit. Okay, they put all those big uh, metal dumpsters at strategic positions. You will find that those dumpsters get filled, then filled and start running over and start spilling before they will come and pick it. It was in the time of Mimiko. Like that, everything became everything ev- just became, changed, and yeah. you you'll be amazed. And we did that for up, up to eight years. Mm-hmm. That's just about eight years thereabouts, and we didn't have any issue. We didn't have to come on air, you and know, complain. to come and start shouting. Well, we hope that with um, how we've been shouting for almost a year now, uh, and you don't more than a year, and we don't, and we don't, and they, they say they are more doing sensitization, they are doing whatever. How many radio stations are playing? They say how many radio stations did they, did the uh, whoever know. is in charge call to a meeting and say, ah, please help us in doing this. Uh, these are jingle. Okay, collect this token and help us to air it. So that people can know. We can only keep talking. I mean, that's what we can do right now. We just hope that somebody out there is listening, especially those in authority concerning this matter. All right, let's uh, take a, a focus on security matters right now. As we heard yesterday that um, gunmen um, will lead road users along the Ayetoru Ikiti and Otun Ikiti Road and abducted no fewer than four persons before fleeing into the forest. Now, while this attack occurred, um, it was stated that the four passengers were kidnapped and uh, the gunmen actually out of all the people in the bus picked specifically these four passengers and the people around there who saw what happened uh, had to call the hunters to come into the matter to uh, come to the rescue of the uh, kidnapped victims but uh, that proved abortive as the abductors had already uh, fled the scene Uh, but the question here is is that aside from the fact that um, we've been hearing cases like this happening in Ikiti, which we feel the government of that state uh, has to come out and maybe make a statement or something or reaffirm their stance on their fight against uh, kidnapping over there in the state. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering why is it that hunters are the first uh, to be contacted concerning uh, this kind of incident? Esigon. The, the thing is, um, it's... Um, well... On those states, we had our own case, and before we knew it, we had some measure of resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had one too many cases in Ekiti State that made me wonder that, wait, at about the same time is when we started this Amotekun thing, mm-hmm. you know, and all the rest of them. And um, so I, I don't get why Ekiti State is really still not uh, serious about uh, dealing with this issue decisively. And uh, that's the part that is confusing for me because this is about uh, the opt-in time we're mm-hmm. having conversations along this line uh, with kidnapping happening in that axis, you know. And then uh, coming to the issue of the local hunters, you see, when we talk about domesticating security at the community level, the concept of it is 
if people own their security i mean in the history of of yoruba folklore and uh, who were those that were involved in security of the community it was the hunters if we had the uh, need to go for war and prosecute war it was the hunters it was the most valiant hunter that was usually the general or the generalismo uh, that led the because they were the ones that had the experience and the training you know to deal with uh, violent situations and therefore they were the first to conceive it was rare thing to find farmers you understand being constructed into war in those days so uh, i i guess it is easy for us to defer to that and of course the formation of the amatekun corps was supposed to be predicated on using our local people uh, people, people that know the ground and all of them so uh, ideally we should have our hunters you know form this unit because even in in the north when they had the civilian jtf a lot of the uh, people that formed that particular force are, are hunters you know, but it's the the organized aspect, the that that organization that this Amotekun affords us, and then the fact that it is appeared that because they are close to the ground, they are there in the city, it should be easy for them to mobilize, you know, and respond in such situations, just like we had happening in those in those states recently. I mean, concerning the uh, travelers that got kidnapped, yeah, got kid abducted, and then mm-hmm. you know they were rescued. So, uh, I I need to find out where Governor Fahemi is is on this uh, because i don't understand you know what is happening is 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 he is, is, is anything distracting him i mean can he not see what his counterpart here in Ondo state is doing Maybe he has got so much on his desk yeah i mean so I mean, let's then the he, he should have he should have a deputy governor that should be able to stand in for him and you know ease him of these things and assure that for instance at least in the southwest in the southwest, barring Lagos State, which is not on board in the Amateku team, but in the southwest, mm-hmm. we actually see a functional Amateku. We actually are able to cohesively give an example mm-hmm. of what community policing or security structure is all about. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think someone needs to give him a nudge over there. Uh, maybe we'll just call on uh, his counterpart here to, when he's commiserating with him, on this issue, you know, give him some nuggets of wisdom from his own handling of issues here. All right. Uh, very, very quickly, I just have to add this one to the reaction of Father Liu right now. Um, we got information that heavily armed gunmen stormed a jail in uh, Nigeria's Correctional Center in Kogi State overnight. A friend's cause of inmates, uh, a prison authority actually confirmed this development over there in Kogi State. Now, people are scared, saying that could it be that the the bandits who fled Niger State, Zamfara State, after the military bombardment are the ones coming down uh, almost close to the western region right now to carry out these uh, operations. Well, if anybody wants to rule out any possibility when it comes to insecurity in this country, then I guess the person is just uh, is just not, not learning. Remember when we, we had this particular problems, problems, it started from a place, and before you knew it, before Niger was peaceful, before Plate- Plateau State was peaceful, mm-hmm. before even Zamfara was peaceful, all of a sudden, uh, we started seeing these crimes uh, coming up in these areas. So, at this point in time in our lives in this country, I personally, am not, I, I will not, I won't rule out anything, any possibility that is it possible for criminals to run from the north or the north central to the to the to the southwest or wherever or other places in this country it's very possible but 
I just want to say this to also talk about the issue in in Ekiti. You mm-hmm. see, uh, if you are a governor and you cannot protect your people, then you have no business in the governor's house, because that is the first thing, probably one of the first things you pledge and you promise your people: safety of lives and property. And I don't want to, I personally will not even take any excuse from any governor or anybody creating an excuse for any governor, whether any governor is busy or he has a lot on his desk. If you are not busy protecting your people, what else can you be busy about? In fact, that should form part of your business, as the case may be. And the situation we are having in Ekiti now is becoming more worrisome. I know that after the last incident, the governor called a meeting in Ekiti and uh, with some other stakeholders. And from the outcome of that meeting, I think they even kind of uh, gave out some laws about even down to the issue of COVID and what have you, where people, how people should gather and things like that. But obviously, it's, it's, it is showing that probably some of those strategies are, are still not working. And Ekiti, Ekiti seems to be the only one that stands out, the only state that stands out in this particular issue. If you remember, before now, in the southwest, the main place where we have been having issue used to be Oshun State. Mm-hmm. And for a very long time now, you have They've not heard any, anything in Oshun State. Uh-huh. And that also shows that it also points to the fact that probably they are doing something over there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's working. Now, Ekiti is the main issue. And Governor Fireman, being the man who he is, is also the, the the chairman of the NGF. We expect that uh, more should be coming from him. Up to now, I am see sad and disappointed that with all of these cases we are having, the governors are still not pushing for the right thing. You just wait for the next two, three weeks, one month about this issue of uh, fiscal aut- autonomy that uh, Governor Wiki and uh, Governor Sowolu have, dev- have delved into. Mm-hmm. You will see how many of them are going to jump on it as the case may be by the time they see that uh, it's as these people have, have been successful in their fight. But yet in the Southwest, for instance, we can say that to a great extent, we have been successful in our fight against uh, insecurity. Take Ondo State, for instance. Look at the last incident that happened in Ondo State. Within how many hours, like 70, between 48 and 24 and 72 hours, mm-hmm. all those kidnapped uh, victims had been, had been rescued by, by Amotekun. And I don't think we, in any, play, in any of the reports, heard whether the police were involved or whatsoever. This was local intelligence and local security taking place. So I think that beyond what is happening in Ekiti State... Okay. We have to be thinking about the larger picture. We have to start looking at the long-term solution. And if we don't want to have this discussion, we'll continue to have this discussion of people missing, of people dying every day. And it is so sad how... It looks as if our leaders are not even paying attention. They don't care. I mean, we are talking human beings. Human beings. People dying. Is it, is it that we are going to wait until when one of them is affected or what? Is it going to be until when it gets to that level? This attitude that it has not affected me. Therefore, I have nothing to worry about. They are not the only ones who have such attitudes. Even ordinary citizens have those such attitudes. But we are talking about our collective goal, our common goal, our own collective good. For how long are we going to be coming here to, to be talking about people dying, to be talking about people being kidnapped? I, personally, I feel tired talking about it. Because at the end, when you look at many of these discussions, you just discover that we have been repeating ourselves over and over again. Exactly. We have been saying the same thing over and over again. And like I usually say, 
only a madman does the same thing over and over and you expect a different, different result. result. It can't work. It can't happen. If you have been doing the same thing over and over again, your sense, your common sense should be able to, or that thing itself is telling you that, see, you have to take another approach. You have to look at another dimension, another way of solving this problem. But unfortunately, a lot of people have talked about this new way. Terrible. Let us break down this security architecture that we have. Let us try to localize our security. Let us give our governors more power. But unfortunately, even they themselves, they are not even doing the fight. Because I can't imagine if you have, let's say, more than 70% of the governors in this mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. on the same page. Mm-hmm. Imagine what would have been happening in the House of Rep by now mm-hmm. and, the, and, 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 and in the Senate. Their, their, their lawmakers would have started pushing for this thing to see if it can be put into the into the constitution. Now right. we are having the review of constitution. For a very long time, I mean, for the time that that has started, nobody is talking about the security architecture of this country. Nobody is talking about how can we change it and entrench it into our constitution. Nobody is talking about how can we review this this situation. Then finally, coming to the issue of the prison, is I hope this is not becoming a norm. We have had the same situation during the NSAS uh, protest, even after the NSAS protest. We had one situation, one or two thereabouts, in the East. If I were the president, I would be calling the Minister for Interior and be asking him questions. What exactly is going on? I think we have reached that stage in this country where if people do not perform, you tell them to go. And bring in new people who can make, who can make a difference. Because we are tired of the same incident happening all over again, you coming to tell us the same thing again and making promises and we are not seeing any effect. Mm. Look at the state of our correctional facilities. Mm. In fact, if you read that report very well, something struck me in that report. Out of 200, that place is supposed to be 200 capacity. Mm-hmm. And you have like Close two... Close to like 300. Two, eh? Close to 300. Close to 300 prisoners and just 70 plus have gone for trial. Over 200 of them mm. are at the pre-trial stage. And you wonder, what is going on with our correctional facilities? What is going on in our judiciary? Mm. I feel that this is, this, this is the kind of discussion that you have, that you need to expose it in the, such a way that some ministries have to be working together. They have to work hand in hand. All right. If our, our correctional facilities are overpopulated, then we should turn to the judiciary. What is actually going on? All right. Because if you have over 200 people that have not gone for trial and they are in prison, I'm sure that some of them, if they had gone to trial and they had been, they had been, they had been sentenced, okay. they would have spent more time in that prison than the normal sentence that the judge would have given them. Mm. All right. So, you see, it is not just about the security issue or how that place is protected. It's also about the things going on in that place. You see that that incident now is revealing a lot of things. A lot of and things. I feel that the ministers involved, focus yeah, on. the minister, the attorney general of the federation, the minister of interior, they have to come together to be talking about this. It's not only happening in Kogi State, even right. here in Ondo State. All right. I remembered in the past, about some years back, that I had opportunity to do some apostolate in the prison. You see a lot of them when, when you get there. Some, they don't even know what they are being charged for. And they are in prison. Some have been there for five years and they have never stepped into into the into the court of law to for for for, for, the, for, for the judge to even hear their explanation of whatever is going on. 
I think we have a lot to do in this country. And unfortunately, it's like we sing the same song all over again. Okay, quickly before we wrap up now, let's look at this development in the East now, where we saw that um, some, well, alleged IPOP members uh, actually stormed a secondary school, stopping the, um, um, you know, examination activity over there, allowing students and staff to leave the school. And they went further to burn vehicles and motorcycles. And now we heard that um, the governor of Anambra State himself had to lead a protest asking citizens in the state to come out and carry out their business activities uh, because they still have the fear of attacks from IPOB members and hoodlums if they come out to do their business. Well, this matter of IPOB and ESN and whatever other name they choose, they call themselves in the East is getting out of hand. Um, it's fast degenerating into something that I'm not sure anybody will like the outcome of it. And um, it is important that we uh, have people that have influence, that still have any kind of influence in that area, begin to sit down and actually find a way to find a resolution to this matter very fast because failure to do so what is happening there is not going to be funny you will find that there's a lot of confusion because i i pride myself to be from the east i haven't grown up there so i call myself an Igbo man and i still have very very active connection with the east and i'm aware of day-to-day activities of what is going on there especially in Imo state you know which is my state of uh, adoption uh, so to speak you know so it's um it's it's really sad and sincerely um the details of it are are not interesting and we really seriously need to pay attention to this issue Hmm. like pay critical attention to it and i'm calling on you know my evil brothers Umunam and Umunim that are listening to me, let us get across to our people back home and talk sense to them. We need to be wise in dealing with this situation. Violence is not the way. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is the still still way way better, you know, than the system that is being used presently. So Umunam, na Umunim, ono na anuwa bikono. Bondi no nulo, guacahana, udu, uduka, udu, eh, uduka quao. <laughs> Very well said. And with that, we come to the end of Trending Issues for today. It would make a return same time tomorrow right here on your superstation 93.1 FM Futa Radio. My name is Jude Inobime. Shout out to Essegon and Father Leo. Coming up next is news on the globe and ensure you visit our podcast platform and get a chance to listen to Trending Issues and other shows of Futa Radio 93.1 FM, particularly this edition of Trending Issues right over there. And until tomorrow, I still remain Jude in Nobime. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.